Welcome to Transform Your Workplace. This is a special bonus episode with two of my favorite colleagues, Lacey and Annie. Good to see you both. Good to see see you. So one of the things I, when I've got to the corporate world, and I'm sure you, you both could attest to this is like something special about the culture is it's founded on trust and relationships. And even when we do employee surveys all the time, what, what's, what makes the culture special? It's, it's like the people, it's the relationships and you, and to get to trust, you have to have an open dialogue. You have to communicate, you have to give feedback. And there's a lot of different, there's a million books about feedback, one of which is what we're going to talk about today, Radical Candor. Which of you wants to define what Radical Candor is for me? Um, It's a philosophy um, that speaks to giving feedback that is authentic and and has a balance between direct and, and truth and honesty and also empathy. So it's sort of living in this place that's in the middle of those those two things that, and, and it speaks to exactly what you're talking about, building trust, building relationship, um, and fostering that kind of environment that most employers, you know, strive to have. I don't know. Would you add anything to that, Annie? What I really love about it is acknowledges that you can care about someone and give them direct feedback at the same time. So it kind of marries those two on a spectrum. She has a nice graph where it's kind of like, the place between challenging directly and caring about someone personally. And I think when we can strike that balance and bring both of those things together, that's what, what makes it a really special framework. I think what scares me about the word radical candor is the radical part. Like maybe it was just a book title <laughs> thing, mean? like uh, appealing to people. But I think that part is a little scary because like candor, I, I get it. You're like being open and honest with people, um, candid, you know. But the radical part, what does that mean to either of you? Maybe give an example of a radical candor uh, type of feedback that you'd give. I think maybe why she picked it, and I don't know this for sure, is that this is like a, it's a different and sort of radical out there way of approaching giving feedback. I think oftentimes we sort of tiptoe around people's feelings and and avoid the right conversation, the the maybe oftentimes tough conversation. Um, So it's radical to, to even engage in this work. So I think that's, I think that's where it comes from. And like, for me, I can think about times where feedback was not given to me in using this framework. And it's confusing. It feels manipulative. It, It feels like information's being held back. And, and I can oftentimes tell when somebody's really worried about protecting my feelings and just personally that's more uncomfortable than it just being direct and like having to then having to guess what somebody's maybe trying to say to you um i had a conversation with a colleague um we got some feedback from a client about some work that we did and the conversation that i had with this employee you know we had done this training about radical candor we were learning about it trying to practice it and so I tried to put it in into practice and just being authentic about what the client said and and having partners like Annie where we're both sort of we know about this model, we're trying to use it. We've even had conversations in prep for having these radical candor uh, moments and 
sort of like checking each other. Like I remember Annie saying to me, like, I think I want to go this route because this feels this feels like more like radical candor. I'm like, you're right. I'm worrying too much about that protection piece. Yeah, I agree. The the radical piece is just this this is a departure from I mean, not too many years ago we've we've all heard that framework of like the feedback sandwich where you start with something really positive and you kind of sneak <laughs> something constructive in there and then you quickly, you know, follow up with something positive on the back end of that. And what that means is that the employee leaves feeling like, like you said, confused or they don't understand, or maybe they're, they're not even hearing the constructive feedback because you've kind of mushed it all together. And the best thing that you can do for someone to help them improve, if, if we're talking about constructive feedback, is to give them that direct and honest feedback. And yeah. it is hard to do. And I think this this framework of radical candor talks about you know, managing your own emotions versus the emotions of the person that you're giving feedback to, which is is new, I think, and a lot of people don't think about that. Um, but you can also use it for positive feedback. I mean, there's some really good tools and frameworks inside of this that, you know, we need to be giving really positive feedback as well. That's an interesting point you just made about the managing emotions, because I think a lot of times when people are giving feedback, a hard, hard, you know, hard constructive feedback, their own ego gets in the way. Because they, they they want to be nice. We were Lacey and I are, are out of Portland, Oregon area, and Anna used, used to live here now in North Carolina. But we, we have a really nice. It's a nice culture. Like we yeah. don't. We're not confrontational. We're not. We're none of those things, right? We're just like we dance around things. There's elephants in the room all the time. And shifting to this radical candor is it's tough because. Yeah. You're giving the gift of feedback and people don't realize it is a gift. It truly is because you give people an opportunity to get better. And we're worried about how we're feeling in the one giving the feedback, not thinking like even if something stupid as like, Annie, you've got broccoli in your teeth. I hope you know, I, I just wanted to let you know that like in private, mm -hmm. but not, not that you do, but that's, that's being nice. <laughs> yeah, is actually giving that feedback versus you could be walking around all day with broccoli in your teeth, not even knowing. Right. <laughs> And, and if you think about that example, it's like you, in that example, if you don't tell me I have broccoli in my teeth, you are prioritizing your own feelings versus me. I'm going around, you know, experiencing that, that embarrassment all day and nobody's, you know, kind enough to tell me, even though that would be awkward, right? If you had to pull me aside and say, Hey, yeah. you've got broccoli in your teeth, probably not the best moment that you and I would have together, but I'd be glad that you did. Right. And so I could take care of it and move on with my day. But um, we get so hung up. And like you said, the perception of what people are going to think of us, if we, you know, sometimes we even get into a place of like, who am I to, to be giving this feedback? Um, I'm not any, you know, we all have stuff that we need to work on. And so there's that balance of giving grace and giving people the information that they might not have visibility to in that moment. Either of you could take this one, but I'm curious, like with feedback, timing is really important. And I know a lot of poor managers, they wait till the annual performance review, then dump all the, all the constructive feedback on an employee. But with radical candor, it seems like in the moment it would need to be happening or at least in a timely manner so that it's actually relevant to whatever happened. Uh, what do you, what do you both think? I, I think it's really critical. I mean, I think from, from a couple angles, one is that gives people the opportunity to address it immediately. It's top of mind because it just happens. So we're not getting in this like argument about what are the details or what happened, or I don't remember that. Um, but it also starts to build that resilience to receiving feedback and to giving feedback, right? So hopefully it's a two-way street. But 
um, just kind of normalizing those conversations. So if we wait, like you said, to some formal conversation, then mm. kind of builds up and then maybe we have a pattern we have to address versus a one-off situation that someone can take care of right away. But if we have these timely, frequent conversations of both positive and constructive feedback, we're starting to build that skill set of like, this is normal to have things that we need to be talking about and growing from. And um, it doesn't make it feel like such a big deal that we've like right. waited till our annual review to talk about it. Lacey, when you, you were talking about that example of like having to give constructive feedback to, to a colleague, uh, one of your employees, uh, perhaps, um, did like walk me through leading up to that. Did you say like, hey, can we set aside time? I want to talk to you about something like what kind of a, did you have to have agreements in place or is it like what Annie's describing, which is you've already used that muscle so often that your teammates and colleagues understand like this is normal to have constructive feedback. Walk me through that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the muscle is strong across the board. So <laughs> I think we're <laughs> we're still building it. So um, I mean, for that scenario, and I think for for most, like the the first piece for me was getting all the information, getting getting the facts, so that I um, had enough information going into the conversation where I was going to be helpful. Because I really was going into it, you know, with the the spirit of providing the information, so that that there was an opportunity for that employee to to shift what what was happening and how they were, you know, showing up for the client, but also. Um, you know, I, I wanted it to be a two way thing because it, I knew that there is always two sides to the story and, and, um, the customer's experience is obviously super important, but I, I had a feeling that there was some stuff going on on the, on the client side too, that impacted what, what happened. So, um, I, you know, did some due diligence, did some prep and, and one of my, biggest pet peeves is when people schedule a meeting and don't provide any context and just, you know, mm. the, the like, Hey, can I get 10 minutes with you so we can talk and how that can create a lot of emotion and feelings. And, and we know that listening changes when you're in different emotional states. So I wanted, I wanted to be transparent. So I gave enough context, you know, about what we were going to talk about. Um, and, and scheduled the meeting pretty close to when, I had asked for the meeting, so I didn't schedule it on a Friday and then plan to meet with them the next Tuesday, letting somebody like sit and stew on it. Um, and, and it was pretty quick after I had talked with, with the client too. Um, and, and just, you know, opened it up really directly and asked some questions. So, you know, I think we think about feedback that it needs to be sort of me telling you what, what you did wrong and what, what the impact was, but there, there was a lot of opportunity to ask about the employee's experience during, um, the event that we were, that we were talking about. So in the end, I mean, I, I think she left feeling, um, you know, knowledgeable about what, what the experience was of the client. Like she had the facts and we had a path that we created together, um, sort of co-created this, these agreements on how, how we're going to do this going forward. There was some learning for myself too. And, when I went into it, I asked her for feedback about, you know, the support that I provided on the front end and prepping for the the work that she was doing. Cause I, you know, in reflecting and hearing the client's feedback knew that I had a part in some of this too. So I acknowledged that. And, um, you know, when you're in a leadership position, that's not easy. You want to be the, like, be the one that has the answers and somebody that people can lean on. And I sometimes worry about, gosh, I don't want people to think I don't know what I'm doing They're Then they're going to be stressed out. But 
um, I think that helped and helped the employee feel comfortable to take some ownership too for, for their part in it. So, and I feel closer to that person. Um, and I, and I think she would say the same thing after that, like it'll, it will make having the next tough conversation if we have to have one, you know, um, honest and, and, um, we've got a platform to work off of. It seems like with, with radical candor, there's an opportunity for like empathy and compassion to be integrated inside of the, like giving feedback that brings like, cause the way you're describing it, it's like, Oh, a little bit of self-reflection. You probably even shared times where you made a mistake or even looked at like, maybe I didn't set you up for success or like, you probably just did all that reflection. It seems like that would connect people better, build trust and long-term your relationship stronger, even though if it feels a little mm-hmm. messy in the moment. Yeah. And I think there's like, to like to clarify the empathy piece, it isn't necessarily about protecting their experience in that moment from from you giving the feedback, but but more because people may be upset and it may be hard to hear feedback and people may get emotional, people may cry. Like there are all these things that can happen. And I think that's why we sometimes avoid it or we don't say exactly what needs to be said. But it's about having understanding for the other person's lived experience, their you know, what might have happened from from their seat during that that event. Um, so I tried I tried to do that. And I think that do, I think that does help. But it's it's hard to hear feedback, no matter no matter, no matter right. even if you follow all of this, it doesn't make it um, easy. Annie, from your perspective, I mean, there's a there's a spectrum of feedback you can give. I think it's like from too harsh uh-huh. to too soft, that doesn't really make an impact. So how do how would you go about giving feedback in a radically candid way that isn't on those spectrums. Yeah, I think it's a really important thing to think about. And that's why, you know, Lacey referenced preparing in advance. So you don't end up in the moment kind of veering into one of those sides of the spectrum. Um, I think a lot of people do go a little bit too soft if they're not intentional about it, because, you know, you are feeling the intensity of that moment, the discomfort of what that's like. Um, so I think preparing in advance is important. Um, I'm a huge fan of talking points. That's something that Zenium can help um, our clients prepare if they're having tough conversations. But you know, you want to give, you want to stick to to the fact and the um, impact. So what happened? What's the context? What happened? What's the impact of that? And I think naming and something that Lacey and I talk about a lot is naming the discomfort of like, gosh, I know it's really hard to hear this. And if it were me, I would want to know. I know that you're dedicated to to growth. Um, nobody's perfect. We all, you know, kind of normalizing it a little bit, yeah. um, but not to the point where we're just saying this isn't a big deal, right? It's we need to be clear about what is the impact and then also kind of shifting into where do we go from here? Like, what what does this mean for our next steps? Um, and what can we do to, you know, support you to address this so that you feel better equipped and better prepared? There's things, you know, in a leadership role that we can do to wrap around that. We have responsibility to do that. So taking ownership of that as well. So it's not just dumping on this employee and saying, you got to go deal with this on your own. It, all right, we're in this together. This is the truth and, you know, where we're at. But um, I'm going to help you get through this and, you know. I'm, I'm on your side. One of the things that you just mentioned a bit ago was just the, the growth opportunity that's there. And I think like I learned this as a parent too, and, and being a manager is like, if you can shift your language to be a really growth mindset oriented versus fixed, 
So yeah. like an example might be like, if you attack, attack their personality and say like, you're always late. Yes. Like that's like fixed because it's like, that's within their personality versus, yeah. Hey, I noticed you you were late the last couple of times. What's up? You know, it's a yeah. behavior based thing that there's an opportunity to, to grow from that. Mm-hmm. So have you guys either, either, either of you ran into those situations, catching yourself from doing a fixed mindset piece of feedback versus behavior based? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think what that tells you, if you notice that where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern or I'm wanting to address this, like you said, this pattern of lateness or this thing that's happening a lot then it probably means we're not being persistent in that timely communication and feedback in the moment. So, hey, you were late to this meeting. What what happened? Is there something you need or, or whatever that looks like? Um, so we're not waiting until it piles up because then you do start to have those, I think, a natural tendency to have a bias in yourself towards like, oh, overgeneralizing this person is not reliable, right? Like, and maybe in reality, it's only three meetings that they relate to. Um, but it's it's making sure that you are getting specific about those behaviors and that that really takes away um you know the the tendency for someone to have to then defend themselves as a person or defend themselves and their character where it's like you know we have a fact here you you were 5 minutes late like we we can all look at the clock and see that right so that's just a behavior and everybody has behaviors but if we veer into the personality or we overgeneralize that behavior, then people are more likely to respond in a defensive place. Mm-hmm. I think it's something newer managers do too. Like they, um, I have found, you know, you, you send over documentation for us to review or, or something like that. And it's, um, they're talking about the person's character and, and their personality versus the specific behavior that happened. And um, always results in a defensive response. Like I've never, I don't think I've ever been in a meeting where a manager hasn't gone that route and had somebody like, oh my gosh, you're right. I, I am a terrible person. Like it's not, doesn't go well, doesn't go well. So no. um, I, I think where you can focus on the specific um, actions that, that were taken or missteps, um, it goes a long way. Same with the positive. Cause I think we often overgeneralize on the positive. So we'll say things like, you're such a great presenter or you're such a great public speaker and um where where you can get specific with positive accolades goes a long way and there's a ton of research and data out there that talks about recognizing and rewarding positive behaviors has a much greater impact on that continuing than punishing people for doing the wrong thing so like noticing when people show up and do a great job um especially when you've given them feedback Maybe you've talked to somebody about being late and they're starting to show up on time. Like notice that and acknowledge it and, and call out the the specific thing. And I think you, it would go a long way. I think you'd see a lot of positive impact from that. Earlier we were talking about like just the ego of us giving feedback. And I think like, you know, we can't tr- control other people. We have no idea how they're going to react. And I think that's what the anxiety that most people get leading up to giving feedback. There's just so much going through our head about like, what if it gets too emotional? What if they don't like me anymore? Like what, you know, what if, what if, what if, like that's what anxiety is about. We worry about something that hasn't happened yet, but sometimes things do get a little messy. Some people can get emotional. You both are managers. I don't know if you've run into a situation where you've given feedback, it was received, but it's got, it's gotten emotional. How would you handle that? I've had sort of all on the spectrum. So I've had employees who shut down 
and their response to to constructive feedback is they are in they internally process it they're not responsive like literally just staring at you um they 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 know that if they say something they may start crying and a lot of employees you know that that sort of they don't want to do that at work so i've had to deal with that and then i've had people who've gotten angry and upset and you know visibly you know shaking people have physical reaction like their skin gets red that type of stuff um i think the most important thing is like know your employee like and and take a, a genuine interest in how they respond under stressful situations so that you can be prepared for that maybe being an outcome. Don't force the conversation. So I've had times where I've had to say, you know, this is this is difficult and I can tell that it's upsetting. And I I think maybe it would be best for both of us to take a break, but we're going to revisit this and I'm going to grab some time for us tomorrow because I don't want us to go longer than 24 hours before we talk about it again. So making that commitment that we're sort of pausing on the conversation, I've had to do that before. And that's actually worked pretty well. And usually when they're getting upset, it's like, I don't want people to be upset. And then I'm starting to feel bad that they are feeling bad. And so neither of us are probably showing up as our best selves. So I think the pause and the break can work really well. Um, And I have even after the fact, once we're more in a calm state and we've sort of gotten through it, asked for feedback about how, how that was. Like, is there anything I could do differently? I know it was upsetting we may need to have these kinds of conversations again. So I'm, I'd love to know if there's something I could do differently that would help. Um, I think that goes a long way and it sort of demonstrates what Annie's talking about this, creating this culture where this feedback loop is normal is going to require that you're asking for feedback yourself too. Um, even if maybe, maybe they say you did a terrible job all around. That was awful. And I, I mean, you need to be prepared to hear what it is that that they may have to say if you're going to ask for it. Yeah. Feedback goes both ways, right? So you got to be prepared to receive it as well. And, you know, as a manager leader, you should be open to that. If you're going to give it, you should be able to get it right back. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how you grow as a manager as well. So on the note I made earlier about like, you just can't control the reactions of people. Like sometimes you're going to give feedback and behavior is not corrected. And then you have to go down the corrective action, whatever you you guys do an HR, um, corrective action plan, whatever, but how, what's the regular cadence for something like this, where you're checking in if the behavior is not corrected and you continue to just check in and give the feedback that, uh, just to make sure that you have a regular cadence for getting back on track. I think it depends on, on what it is and how, how serious the situation is. If it's something, um, on the minor side, you know, I think it, it's, easy to kind of just do quick informal touches on like, Hey, I'm still seeing a little bit of this. If it's something um, more severe or something that you, you can tell there's no effort or intention to improve in that specific area that you've given feedback, it's, it's revisiting, having another conversation, making sure that was, was it the last time we talked about it? Was this clear? Cause I, I thought we were, you know, we agreed on this or we, you know, I shared this, feedback as an expectation. Um, and you, you had agreed to that. So help me understand what some of the barriers are to not not getting there yet. And what do you need? Um, so I, I like to be able to have a couple of those conversations before you have to get into corrective action, because I think that does kind of flip the switch in the narrative where 
some some people, not everyone, but some people that causes them to just bin and they're in a, in a place where they're less likely to succeed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if we can get at some of the root cause, if we can really have those trust building conversations to do what we can to, to get them on the right path, um, that's ideal before we head down with corrective action but, um, or a performance improvement plan. But sometimes you need to, right? Sometimes it's just, this is where we're at and that's our best option. Yeah, I think about it like there's there's always going to be some non-negotiables in a job that just like we can't tolerate X. Um, but there are other things that are maybe a little more squishy. Um, and so I think as a manager, you, you need to know what those essential things are um, that that there isn't much wiggle room on. And then I think to Annie's point, it's cust- it's a customized approach. It's never it's not black and white. It's not a one size fits all. Documenting is important. But I always tell managers, behavior doesn't change just because you can write a really good performance improvement plan or you like have like mastered the art of a write up. Um, it changes inside of a transformational conversation. And that's what we're talking about. Um, and that takes practice and training and doing it and asking for feedback and doing it again and trying different things. And, and you can do it one way with one employee and another way, you know, you do the same thing with someone else and you get maybe a different response. So that's where the work needs to happen and not the such focus on making sure that all of those written documents, I mean, that's important. You can't do HR without it, but the real movement happens inside of these meetings that you're having. That's so well said, Lacey. I I remember years ago, uh, one of our old colleagues, Tana Thompson, she used to say like, transformation happens one conversation at a time. And that always stuck with me. And I think it's so true about giving feedback because you you might give feedback, but then, you know, you might have to address it again. And, uh, but make sure like in the one-on-ones that you're just always checking in and having those deep conversations. I think that's where the change really does happen. Mm -hmm. So you're both HR leaders also manage people. If there's any advice you give to people listening right now about how to stretch this muscle, the radical candor to whether it's integrated in their one-on-ones or to jump on giving the feedback as soon as there's an opportunity, like what, what sort of tips would you have in, as we kind of close out this conversation? One thing that comes to mind for me, especially if, if it's not a habit that you have, if it's something that's maybe newer to you or you're used to those formal check-ins, but you're not giving a lot of informal feedback in between, um, would be to just call it out to your to your team to say, hey, I'm I'm learning about a new framework or I'm I'm trying to be better about giving more in the moment feedback. And so you might notice me, you know, grabbing a few minutes of your time here and there to talk about different things, or you might hear me asking you for feedback and I want you to know that I'm open to hearing it. So really just kind of like being transparent about the fact that you're going to be trying to do this more, I think, you know, versus just making a change and then people starting to get a little bit anxious about that. I think, um, you know, modeling it and then rewarding it when, when it does happen. So when, when other people are giving feedback or when you see people receiving feedback really well, I mean, that is a skill set in and of itself and it's worthy of recognition. So really honoring that when people do a good job of receiving feedback, giving them kudos for that um, and kind of keep going. It's that persistence of, you know, it, 
it takes work, it takes diligence, but the more you can build that, then the more trust you have with your team um, and the, the better we can all grow together. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I, li- I like the idea of being transparent and calling it out to, to your team that you're going to be working on this. Um, I would, you know, I like to like look back and sort of check in with myself on how did I do on things. So maybe making your own little checklist of like, was I honest? Was it timely? Did I do it, you know, in the moment? Um, did I demonstrate empathy? Like those are for me, it, when we think about just this whole model, those three things are, um, are really important, honest and objective, timely, and just making sure that we're, we're thinking about the whole person and, and being empathetic. And then if I'm feeling good about all those things, then just keep doing it. It's just going to take time, you know, building that muscle up. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you both for coming on. Anything you want to say before we leave? Okay. Great. Yeah. Thanks for coming on Transform Your Workplace. Thanks for having us. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed are the guest's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws. The material and information presented on Transform Your Workplace is for general information and educational purposes only. Zenium HR or the host, Brandon Laws, does not necessarily endorse any guest, their business, or any organization they represent. Discretion is advised. Please work with a trusted advisor to find a custom approach that fits your organization's needs.